Hello, everyone. I need to discuss the fact that when it came to the world of organized crime, the women had the most criminalistic versions of entrepreneurship. And obviously, the entrepreneurship in quotations in this case is completely immoral and and completely illegal. Everything was controlled and ran by the men in the beginning. But when the women seized control or should I or should I say took over the women started outnumbering the men and everything even though in the first place the men were outnumbering the women and everything at first it was the men literally outnumbering the women then the women were outnumbering the men so the the sickening version of flipping the script and the tables have turned that's what happened so I can sadly and tragically tell you these sad and tragic realities of my childhood past the women owned the most restaurants the most cafes, the most hotels, the most dining rooms, the most inns, I-N-N-S, the most coffee shops, the most coffee houses, the most chop houses, the most tea rooms, the most luncheonettes, the most lunch wagons, the most lunch rooms, the most fast food places, the most diners, the most takeout places, the most pizzerias, the most lunch bars, the most soda fountains, the most juice bars, the most sushi bars, the most raw bars, the most bars, the most taverns, the most steakhouses, the most hot dogs, the most stands, the most snack bars, the most automats, the most rotisseries, the most cabarets, the most nightclubs, the most strip clubs, the most brothels, the most uh, drug houses, the most opium den, opium dens, the most weed spots, the most crystal meth labs, the most drug farms, the most drug laboratories, uh, the most cafeterias, the most grills, the most oster houses, the most barbecues, the most spaghetti houses, the most canteens, the most food courts, the most dining cars, the most wine bars, the most private clubs, the most wine cellars, the most bistros, the most ethnic restaurants, the most ice cream parlors. I'm going to repeat all this, but I'm going to give you even more information. Um, so all these places were all Sin City. So the women did own the most cafes, the most eateries, the most cafeterias, the most diners, and the most hamburger stands, cheeseburger stands, if you will. And they had their own and they owned the most buffets, the most um, Subway, Jimmy John's type of eateries. They had something similar to that. And they pretty much had the most like Chinese food carryouts, the most junk food spots, the most fried chicken spots. That's exactly what I remember them. 
having. And these were all Sin City. So let me... When, Sin City means... Um, gambling, drugs, sex, alcohol, wild living, partying, dancing. Um, in this case, the dancing could be grown folk, sensual, sexual, that type of dancing along regular dancing. And... You know, adult comedy and just adults only behavior comes to everything. Um, yes, there's sexual services and sexual material, sexual productions, and there's, you know, tobacco smoking products. Um, and uh, prescription medication and hardcore drugs. And then there's marijuana, so... That's what I mean by Sin City. So, the women criminals own the most Sin City restaurants, Sin City cafes, Sin City eateries, Sin City cafeterias, Sin City diners, Sin City hamburger stands, Sin City cheeseburger stands, um, Sin City hotels, Sin City dining rooms, Sin City inns, INS, Sin City coffee shops, Sin City coffee houses, Sin City chop houses, Sin City tea rooms, Sin City luncheonettes, Sin City lunch wagons, Sin City lunchrooms, Sin City fast food places, Sin City diners, Sin City takeout places, Sin City pizzerias, Sin City lunch bars, Sin City soda fountains, Sin City juice bars, Sin City sushi bars. Sin City Raw Bar, Sin City Bars, Sin City Taverns, Sin City Steakhouse, Sin City Hot Dog Stands, Sin City Snack Bars, Sin City Automats, Sin City Rotisseries, Sin City Cabarets, uh, Sin City Nightclubs, Sin City Strip Clubs, Sin City Brothels, Sin City Drug Houses, Sin City Drug Laboratories, Sin City Drug Farms, Sin City Crystal Meth Labs, Sin City Weed uh, Spots, Sin City Opium Dens, um, Sin City Cafeteria, Sin City Grill, Sin City Oster, Oster Houses, Sin City Barbecues, Sin City Spaghetti Houses, Sin City Canteens, Sin City Food Courts, Sin City Dining Cars, Sin City Wine Bars, Sin City Private Clubs, Sin City Wine Cellars, Sin City Bistro, Sin City Ethnic Restaurants, Sin City Ice Cream Parlors. They basically would turn abandoned buildings into these play, into these, um, type of restaurants. Um, on the outside, it looked like a building that you wouldn't want to go in. You would see, you would glance and drive because it was not much to look back, look at. But on the inside, the the women criminals were making money like there was no tomorrow each and every day because there are criminals who figured out, okay, I'm make this look like the most unappetizing place when you first see your look at it. But on the inside, it's it's I'm gonna make it the type of place where nobody wants to leave and they want to keep spending money on me crazily so that's what they did and these were all illegal and they some of them turned their houses into this some of them turned their apartments into this some of them turned their um abandoned uh, most of them turned abandoned buildings into this some of them turned slums into all these things um, because some of these places were their criminal headquarters. Some of these places were 
extra environments for their criminalistic behavior. And um, and I want to remind people what Sin City is, just in case if you didn't fully understand what I was talking about. Uh, Sin City description. Examples of vice include sex-related services, prostitution, strip clubs, sex shops, etc., gambling, casinos, betting shops, etc., or drug use, alcohol, marijuana, etc., consumption, and even organized crime and gang activity. So that's what I mean by Sin City. All those things happen in those environments. And um, they had their own nightlife. Um... And in their own nightlife, they had they owned the most Sin City pubs, Sin City bars, Sin City uh, nightclubs, Sin City parties, Sin City live music, Sin City concerts, Sin City cabarets, Sin City theaters, Sin City cinemas, and um, Sin City shows, Sin City night owls, and Sin City nightlife. Um. And um, now in terms of the sex industry, they had the most Sin City prostitution, Sin City strip clubs, Sin City hosted hostess clubs, uh, Sin City uh, sex-related pastimes, Sin City pornography, Sin City sex-oriented adult magazines, Sin City sex movies, Sin City sex toys, Sin City fetish and BDSM paraphernalia. They had uh, Sin City prepaid and paid sex movies, Sin City sex video. You know, they had Sin City prepaid sex movies for video on demand. They also had Sin City paid sex movies for video on demand. They had Sin City adult movie theaters, Sin City sex shops, Sin City peep shows, um, Sin City adult service providers, Sin City adult sex providers. That's these are those are the type of environments that I was in at Sin City buffets, Sin City Chinese food carryouts, and and they had their Sin City version of Jimmy John's and Subway. No this to these um, beloved um, eating places. I actually love to eat at those places, you know, Subway, Jimmy John's, what have you. Um. Yeah, that's what will happen. I want to make it clear, I'm not against all these types of restaurants um, outside of organized crime. But all the, and I'm not against nightlife outside of organized crime, not against the sex industry outside of organized crime, but they're all pure evil within organized crime. And, uh,. I also can uh, attest to this. Um, that women criminals had owned the most webcam modeling, the most pornographic modeling, the most adult content script services, the most strippers, the most naked butlers, the most pole dancing, the most phone sex operators, the most go-go dancing, the most erotic dancing, the most neo-burlesque, the most twerking, the most strip tease, the most table dance, the most erotic massages, the most bumping, grinding, and freaking, the most lap dancing, the most pornographic film acting, the most peep show performers, 
the most escort services, the most girlfriend experience, the most boyfriend experience, the most sugar babying, the most sugaring, the most sugar dating, the most sexual surrogates, you know. They had the most people working with psychoanalysts to engage in sexual activities, part of therapy with their clients. They had the most people who would have sexually oriented conversations with clients, maybe do, maybe do verbal sexual role play. They had the most street prostitution. They had the most indoor prostitution. They had the most they 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 had the most brothel work, the most massage parlor related prostitution, the most bar casino prostitution, the most dominatrixes. They owned all these things the most. And um It does get worse. They own they when I say had, they had the most, that means they owned the most. They had the most can can, the most cage dance, the most go go dance, the most hoochie coochie, the most mushroom, the most exercise, the most strip tease, the most exotic dances, the most pole dance, the most bubble dance, the most phone fan dance, the most gown and glove strip tease, the most lap dance, the most couch dance, the most contact dance, the most the lap dance, the most dancing seven veils, the most table dance, the most Bumping, grinding, freaking, the most neo burlesque, the most twerking, and the most exotic dances. In the beginning, everything I'm saying that women had the most, the men owned the most, but when the women took over, they actually just owned the most of all these things, like the men used to. But the women violently and murderously um, took over. Um, the criminalist entrepreneurship and the rest was, you know, the men were bought out by the women. Like, hey, I'm paying you to get out of this. I'm paying you to, I'm going to pay you crumbs just so you can leave. And so I could own everything. And that's what happened. The men were so into making money, they weren't cognizant, fully cognizant of the fact that, okay, you ask for this certain amount and you're and you're getting way less than that amount and they would take it anyway because like i just love i just love money um and that's what happened to them so if they didn't like the um quote-unquote deal it's an illegitimate deal they're they're oh their zeal for money cost them. And I'm just telling you what that world was like. What I saw was I what, what I was exposed to. So I do want to say that in regards to that particular life. I want to make it clear that despite organized crime, I have a permanent love for restaurants, a permanent love for cafes, a permanent love for eateries, a permanent love for cafeterias, a permanent love for diners, a permanent love for hamburger stands, a permanent love for cheeseburger stands, a permanent love for cafes, a permanent love for hotels, a permanent love for dining rooms, a permanent love for inns, a permanent love for coffee shops, a permanent love for coffee houses, a permanent love for chop houses, a permanent love for tea rooms, 
a permanent love for luncheonettes, a permanent love for lunch wagons, a permanent love for lunchrooms, a permanent love for fast food places, a permanent love for diners, a permanent love for takeout places, a permanent love for pizzerias, a permanent love for lunch bars, a permanent love for soda fountains, a permanent love for juice bars, a permanent love for sushi bars, a permanent love for raw bars, a permanent love for bars, a permanent love for taverns, a permanent love for steakhouses, a permanent love for hot dog stands, a permanent love for snack bars, a permanent love for automats, a permanent love for rotisseries, a permanent love for cabarets, a permanent love for nightclubs, a permanent love for cafeterias, a permanent love for grills, a permanent love for oyster houses, a permanent love for barbecues, a permanent love for spaghetti houses, a permanent love for canteens, a permanent love for food courts, a permanent love for dining cars, a permanent love for wine bars, a permanent love for private clubs, a permanent love for wine cellars, a permanent love for bistros, a permanent love for ethnic restaurants, and a permanent love for ice cream parlors. And I have compassionate concern for Sin City, the nightlife, and the sex industry. I am not hypocritically judgmental when it comes to the sex industry, the nightlife, and Sin City. Uh, compassionate concern means everyone's human rights. I have a need and a want for them all to be honored. All meaning everyone. Um... I have a compassionate concern for weed spots, opium dens, um, drug houses, and brothels, um, crystal meth labs, and uh, the strip clubs. So I'm not hypocritically judgmental when it comes to all those places and environments either. Um, as you know, I'm for the, I am pro-sex industry outside of organized crime, pro-nightlife outside of organized crime. You know, I'm for healthy marijuana usage. Um, and, uh, I don't mind Sin City as long as there's no organized crime and gang activity, as long as people are safe and sound all around. Um, just wanted to reiterate that. Um, I am like, you know, this may be redundant, but sometimes compassion requires redundancy. Um... I'm for all forms of sex work as long as it's for adults only and no one's human rights violations are violated and um, no laws are being broken. So that's how healed I am. I can differentiate between that versus how I naturally think of things. So... I um, want to tell the truth um, I want to tell the truth and say that how do I know that all those places existed um but before I answer that question the women 
of criminality owned and had the most Sin City Country Clubs and Sin City Social Clubs too. So I have a permanent love for country clubs and social clubs, what have you, outside of organized crime. Um, and now let's get to the question. How did I know that these things for a fact actually happened? I was in all these places because women criminals would usually would make me the VIP and they would turn all these environments into uh, A-list parties for criminals. Even criminals have that version of A-list parties that they stole from celebrity culture. Because it's normal in celebrity culture for celebrities to have other celebrities come uh, to their venues, their parties, their events and functions. Organized crime has its own celebrity culture. So they have their own version of VIPs and A-listers in terms of parties. So they would have me come to all of these illegal and immoral restaurants and illegal and immoral um, environments that I outlined to you earlier within this episode. I know for a fact because I was there against my will, they, they would take me. And plus, we women criminals, like I've told you in, in previous episodes, but for the new listeners that haven't heard, um, they would have me as their son figure because they saw themselves as my mother figures. So they were like, you know, wherever I am is where you go. So I was constantly in these, their homes, their apartments, their houses. Uh, I was constantly um, in these abandoned buildings in these slums. And um, that's that's where I would get my food and drink. Now, usually I would have typical food and typical non-alcoholic drinks. And, um, you know, there are times where, you know, the element, the bad element there, because when criminals have an event, it's going to be filled with some civilians who are uh, sympathizers and fans of the criminals. Um, It's going to be filled with mostly criminals. It's going to be filled with people of in the streets, but not of the streets. And there are going to be some civilians who they'll show up for anything. Um, because they're just like, I just want to be where people are. I don't care if it's a toxic environment I sh- or if it's illegal or immoral environments. I just want to show up. So most of the, I would say the people there, I mean, were just toxic. Um, but they were super duper nice toward me because I didn't get at them. So if you didn't get at them, they really didn't get at you, right? And because I was like, uh, I would plus 
it was understood that oh this the you know these women um who run everything um oh that's that's Antonio that's 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 her kid so they really felt uh, more of a sense to be nice it was understood that if you weren't nice to Antonio at all you had your life to be concerned about being jeopardized either fatally or violently and um because the women criminals are going around telling these type of elements you know that's my son that's my child that's my kid um so and the way they would say it it was understood you better not do nothing disrespectful to my kid. So, in those type of environments, was I ever abused? Not in those type, not in the environments, not in those environments. Outside of those environments, I was. But because these women criminals were known to, they were, they would be willing they they were willing to kill at their functions. They're willing to beat up badly to the, to the point of drawing a lots of blood to the point of losing pounds of blood. And they were willing to like rob you at their events. So because they had that reputation and because they were usually nearby me. So, so if they, if they felt if somebody wanted to abuse me, there was no way they could because the women criminals, whenever I was in a room, they would be there because they also said to me, any room that you're in, I'm going to be in because I just get the feeling that something could happen to you if I'm if I step out of a room. So if I so if they went to the bathroom, they would have me um, stand outside the uh, door. That's just using the bathroom. Or if they said I'm in a room, if they if I had to go to the bathroom just to use it, they would stand outside the door. They they didn't trust anybody to be alone with me in these bad environments um, from what I remember. I mean, I do remember like in other women criminals homes, I was abused. In other women criminals' apartments, I was. Other women criminals' abandoned buildings and slums, I was. There were some that would leave me alone with certain people, and that's why I would get tortured. Um, but a lot of the other women criminals were like, no. And then, like, no, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be where I am. And so some women criminals felt like um 
if you're gonna do your triple x shit as they would say if you're gonna do your grown folks shit make sure my kid ain't in the same room other women criminals was like we're pretty nonchalant about it and there were some women criminals who found out about the nonchalance how could you let antonio get abused so there are women criminals who basically destroyed their businesses like basically shot up their homes their apartments the um, apartments their the abandoned buildings and their slums because they found out you let what happen to Antonio? you let antonio see what you let antonio be, be shown what so some of the women criminals killed other women criminals like yeah um because there are women criminals who would let adults say and do whatever they wanted if that if it was abusive if it was profane if it was in city drinking all that like weed and smoking and anything sincere that you could think of so even within women criminals like this was only a handful of women criminals it wasn't a lot of them it was it was the amount that you can count on your hands or your toes it was minute but the pain didn't feel minute and the pain was more than a lot so in most women criminals homes apartments abandoned and slums i was not abused um, because when they would do like Sin City stuff, like their that type of stuff, or if it was organized crime in the home or their apartments or bandos and slums, some women criminals went out of their way to shield me from seeing that. Like when I was there, the language had to be kept clean. The conversation had to be kept clean and people around me had to be extra nice. Some women criminals were like, I don't want you inundated with that stuff. Um, They didn't say inundated, but I'm using my education to tell you what they were basically trying to say. Other women criminals didn't care. Um, Hey, we all going to do whatever we want to do and where, where I am. And um, that was the handful. So I can tell you I saw Sin City, nightlife, sex industry things in these places. So organized crime has its own uh, good and evil duality. Because there are some criminals who, for example, you can't, you know... We can't do or say what we really do and say around the elderly, around children, around people that we consider our elders, older people, but they're not exactly old. They they would keep their the organized crime type of criminality in terms of language and customs and behavior and 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 um, their criminalistic ideologies away from them other criminals didn't care so organized crime has the worst kind of dr jekyll and mr hyde i'm gonna act morally excellent around certain people but around other people i'm just be my full pure evil self you know so yeah 
in some of these environments with a handful. They said and did everything, Sin City Nightlife, sex industry, organized crime, drug and alcohol, infested buying, selling, and using that you can think of, and all the smoking of weed and tobacco that you can think of. In those environments, yes, was I, you know, raped, hit, you know, hit, you know, meaning violence, and uh, verbally abused in some environments, yes. What happened to the people who did it? Well, the women criminals who found out that these things were happening, they killed all the people who verbally abused me, raped me, and hit me, struck me. And the women criminals who let it happen, the women criminals killed those particular women criminals. When I say kill, I'm talking about execution style, close range, point blank. That's how those people got murdered. Um, And they shot up these places. Like I'm talking about they were on rooftops from what I was told um, by the streets they took out their like Uzis and just shot up the person's abandoned buildings shot up the person's slums shot, they were shooting up these people's slums these people's abandoned buildings these houses and these apartments they just shot them up so bad they couldn't be rebuilt so that you know basically you know Cannonball had to come in and just knock everything over I mean they shot up these environments that bad and that and that's how those women criminals is um, in particular the handful that's how their um, criminalistic businesses were permanently ended that's how they were just shooting it up they just they had several Uzis on them and they were just pow 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 um and the women and people didn't tell the women criminals for that because these women criminals they weren't I mean that's the best way to explain it. They didn't have to intimidate witnesses directly because indirectly by their reputation witnesses were already intimidated. So they were intimidating witnesses without directly intimidating witnesses. It was just the aura. Um, of who they were was already intimidating enough. Like, oh my God, I know not to tell this person. They don't have to tell me not to tell them because they could kill me. If they're shooting up that person's environment, they'll really shoot me up in my environment and they shot them in the environment. Like, when they were, you know, um, shooting with the Uzis, I remember um, that... People fled, um, and they had an inkling that something was going to happen to them that night because the women criminal said, we're coming for you. Next time you're open, we're going to come for you. So there are people who, they came, and they had a feeling, all right, something about to happen. So people were already leaving before the criminal showed up, and the people who chose to stay, they fled, but they fled injured. Some actually died. And um, 
it was tragic tragic some people who died they were the people that hurt me I wasn't there that day because the women colonels um, I was I was actually at my mother's apartment while it happened because the women colonel said look I'm gonna go handle what happened to you um, take you know you're not gonna you know you'll be off the streets for today I got some business to take care of and when the people that were in that room were in that home as I was told by the streets were um, it was a very small amount of people it was maybe about two to six people from what I was told two to six people and those people were the ones that hurt me. Everybody else fled. Like, they left because the women criminal made it clear to the streets, you know, you you, you attack my baby, me. So, if you, you know, I'm, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get y'all. And they didn't know that that woman criminal, women criminals on the rooftop just splattering Uzis. And, um, that's what happened. I wasn't there, but, um, I did see the damage while, you know, walking the streets. I was like, oh my, I saw the bullets. I saw the glass laying around. I saw bricks just splattered everywhere. I mean, there was no window glasses. I mean, I saw bullet holes just everywhere. Um, so, I remember, um, that's the environment I was in. Like, with the women criminals, if they did, the ones that, you know, they would, they would let you cuss or drink or do anything, Sin City, Sex Industry, or Nightlife, or Organized Crime. As long as there's no kids in there, they're like, okay, do whatever you want to do. Just keep the kids out of it. And other women criminals who didn't follow that rule, they were the ones that got killed. So, all these things used to happen when it came to men criminals or other men criminals. Then when the women took over, it start, women started having these issues with other women criminals and the same thing happened. You know, men having... When men criminals have issues with other men criminals, then you have women criminals have issues with other women criminals. And, you know, this happened between them. Women having issues with other women, men having issues with other men, and it happened internally, men with men, women, women, in this case. Um, so, um,. I'm almost finished talking about the organized crime part. Just please give me... I know this is tough to hear, but I'm almost finished talking about it in this episode. So, okay. And when it came to the women criminals, let me tell the truth here. There was... The women criminals owned the most alcohol-free bars, pubs, bars, beer halls, biker bars, blood houses, botequins, brew pubs, cantinas, cider houses, cigar bars, dance bars, desi pubs, 
dive bars, fern bars, gastro pubs, honky tonks, hookah lounges, restaurants, male version and female version of that, host and hostess clubs, ice bars, inns, Isaacias, juke joints, micro pubs, uh, rat skellers, roadhouses, sheep inns, slide grog shops, speakeasies, buffet flats, you know, and sensitive rip rent parties, and tide houses, tiki bars, and western saloons. Those, that's what they own the most. And of course, it was, you know, all Sin City. And like I said, in these environments too, was I abused in these environments? When it came to certain women criminals, I was, regarding the bad element in those environments. And again, the other women criminals who had a, don't do this around elderly people, um, and children, you know, they're off limits. Um, the women criminals destroyed those type of estab- drinking establishments. Now, the women criminals who didn't do certain things or say certain things, their establishments were allowed to to exist and they didn't come after anybody because, all right, you're following the rules. Go ahead and make your illegal moral money. But there are other women criminals who would do all the... They, they, were, they, they would do all these things anyway and some were able to keep it under wraps um but for the most part the women criminals would um make it clear that I heard what you did to my Antonio or these kids and elderly I'm gonna shoot up you know I'm gonna shoot up your place and that's what happened and the people that fled survived the people that didn't die and the people that didn't die were the evil people who were so arrogant they stayed. And women kind of was like, all right, you did this to my Antonio. You did this to, you know, elderly people, other people's kids. All right, boom, you did that. You know, if you was doing sex industry, nightlife, and city stuff around elderly and the kids, um, elderly and the kids meant people who had, who are not already attached to organized crime. If they're not already in it, if they're, you know, and they're not already in it by now, you don't do that around them. Now, some still had a, I don't care if the elderly are in crime or not, just don't do it around them. I don't care if the kids are part of organized crime or not, just don't do it around them. And then some would go, well, the kids and the elderly that are in it or in organized crime, we let all these things happen. Um, the ones outside of organized crime, no, we're not glad these things happen. Some criminals were like, I don't care if they're in organized crime or not, we're going to say and do whatever we want. So that's why a lot of kids got abused, a lot of elderly got abused. Um, a lot of people got abused. So I was abused in the, these environments with other kids, you know, women, girls, boys, men, you know, non-binary people, just people in general. I was abused in some of these environments and I was not abused in other environments. Some environments, basically, Sin City, nightlife, sex industry, this is this is what we do say, think, and feel. Other criminals' houses, okay, do all that, but no kids, no elderly. Some are like, well, kids and elderly within organized crime, yes. Kids and elderly outside of organized crime, no. Some criminals like, if you're here, we're going to say and do, think and feel, whatever we damn well please. So, 
I'm telling you how that world works. Criminals have their own approaches to that. So, I remember, um, that that's exactly what happened. Now, I think, I'm, I'm all for all healthy and safe drinking establishments, you know. I have a permanent love for drinking establishments that are safe and sound all around. You know, no human rights violations, no laws being broken, and adults only. Cool. I'm, I'm, I th- that's how I, I think I'm adults only. No human rights violations and, and, and no laws being broken when it comes to the sex industry and the nightlife and the Sin City, you know. But when it comes to, like, organized crime, it's just all pure evil. So entrepreneurship is good, but the criminal's version of it is bad because it's violent and murderous. Um, and, there's, and it's fearsome, troublesome, burdensome worrisome tiresome as well so I think that um, I have cleared up enough about organized crime and uh, after I say this that will be true I mean, in terms of me clearing everything organized crime, basically, the women criminals um, would, um, I'll say these few sentences and then it'll be a wrap on organized crime. Basically, the women made the most millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the men, even though they made millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars, the women made more money than them. And the men wanted to hold on to organized crime, but the women got sick and tired of men running organized crime so they said you know the fuck what these motherfuckers make us feel like shit for being women so we're gonna make these motherfuckers feel like shit for being men so organized crime has its own matriarchy and they feel like they're counteracting organized crime patriarchy but it's the female version of patriarchy when organized crime women that's how they do it so there were some men who tried to get their these restaurants and establishments back but that they used to own but the women made it clear once you give it to me um, you're con- you can't have control no power over this and the men criminals tried to get into like a deadly weaponry battle or you know a fist and ha- a foot battle and the women won because the women outnumbered the men so the men had to just sit there and take it um it's the organized crime has its own version of you gonna eat this shit you gonna like this shit and you gonna say this shit is good That's what the hell happened. Now that I'm done talking about uh, organized crime, now I'm going to talk about the how the Bible, what the Bible writers should have said about Jesus. Stay tuned. I'll talk about Jesus in the next episode. Um, 
I just changed my mind. I'll talk about Jesus in the next episode. But as for that um, organized crime world, I can honestly say that um, it was also a world where when it came to those establishments and in quotations in those restaurants and quotations I told you about, when it came to the women criminals who just didn't care at all about what was said, done, thought, and felt in my presence towards me directly and indirectly, there was violence. There was gun violence, knife violence, and um, hand-to-hand combat, and um, muggings, and pickpocketing, panhandling, sticking up, and robberies, those type of things. Those were some of the extra reasons why um, the women criminals who didn't want any, didn't want me to be exposed to any of that. That's why the women criminals killed those other women criminals who just didn't care at all. Um, the verbal violence, the shouting, arguing, um, the, the shit-talking competitions in terms of insults and personal attacks all happened in my presence. Um, and I bore the brunt of a lot of it, some of it at one point and a lot of it at the other points. And um, that's also why those women criminals who let those things happen were killed. And by the other women criminals who didn't want any didn't want me to be exposed to any of that. And all the people who are doing all these types of crimes that I just mentioned and all these types of reality TV show behavior I just mentioned, the women criminals killed them all too. And the bystanders who did nothing and let it happen and participated directly and indirectly when it came to what happened to me bearing some and bearing the brunt of all of bearing the brunt of a lot of it, those bystanders were killed too by the women criminals. Um when I became, you know, as I've been reflecting on these things that have happened to me, other flashbacks come to my mind. Um I truly, truly remember um, that there were times when women criminals and I would um, quote-unquote talk and um,
it was interesting in a bad way how they would um, have me call them mom and they actually liked it when I would even said mommy they really liked that um so I'm like we call it mama um if I said like mom listen to me or mom your son is talking mom have something to say or mom why are you hearing me they really like that Um, in a manipulative way and it's interesting how some at first they use profane language around me and I wouldn't use it right with them initially and they asked me why I said well because you're my mom that's being disrespectful to my elders and they felt like well if my son can't tell me how he really thinks without being all the way real, then that just don't feel good. So they would have me say how I felt, even if that meant expletives. They said, well, if my kid can't come to me, then That's just a bad look on me. So they'll have me come to them. If I felt like something's fucked up, they would have me say exactly that. Or, damn, they wanted me to say that. Or, shit, it was like that. I remember that they use fake aliases, so they'll have me say mama, and then the fake aliases, like, a fake alias could be, their real name is not Carletta, but if I said mama Carletta, they would respond favorably. That was a fake alias they used. And they had fake IDs all the time. So they'll have me say mama, then their first name. At first I say mama and their fake last name, like mama. Samson. And then they would, they said, but, you know, just, they, they were like, but my kid won't say my first name. And then I was like, Looking at them, trying to figure out what to say. They said, Mama 
Mama Carlotta. Okay. It was interesting how they wanted me to greet them. In a bad way, interesting. Um, I remember... uh, They would have me kiss them on the lips. Like a tongue kiss. And at first I was like, you're my mom. Can I just hug you? They said I want to hug and the kiss. So when I did it, it just felt... I look back on it, that was rape culture right there, but I just wasn't used to that. My biological mom never did that. My grandma Claire, we never did that. And I couldn't act. I was like, but mom, mom, I don't understand. And they said, well, it's just affection that I need for my child. So we did that. More rape culture. I understand. More grooming. Child grooming. I get it. Ugh. So I give him the hug and the kiss. It was ugh. And sometimes they try to talk to me about the birds and the bees. But they did it in such a very uncomfortable way. And it was weird how they would, they were like, okay, this is what a woman wants or a guy wants comes to sex. And I just kind of backed off. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I'm just not ready for this. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. And... They would look at me just thoughtful, and they would leave it alone. Then when they felt like I was more receptive, they would resume, but they would be very, um, like, meticulous how they talk about it. They're like, you know, I'm going to try, uh, let me try again, but this time I'm going to do it. And, uh, um... like start from scratch and they work their way up and if I said I wasn't ready there was a false sense of reassurance verbally and and um I'm five so I don't understand most of what they said they're talking about Raw dog sex and, you know, birth control and, you know, they're like, well, you know, it was, they talked about sex in such a horrendous way. They talk about, hey, you know, a, a, a guy is a guy, so I know that you're going to grow up and um, have your lots of fun, but, you know, a ton of, ton of, they said with a ton of bitches, but I, I kind of 
had this look on my face like, why did you say that? And then they remembered, well, okay. They said, oh, my son's a gentleman. They said, well, a ton of women. And I still looked at them shocked, but not as shocked as I looked. Um, and they said, I don't mean to be wearing a bad way. And it was a graphic at point. It was just hard to deal with. They're basically promoting um, fecklessness. When it came, when it comes to sex, which means lack initiative or strength of character, irresponsible. They're promoting sexual fecklessness to me. Sexual uselessness, sexual worthlessness, sexual incompetence, sexual inefficient, sexual ineptitude, sexual good for nothing, sexual near dwell. Uh, being sexually lazy, sexually idle, sexually slothful, sexually indolent, sexually shiftless, sexually spiritless, sexually apathetic, sexual aimlessness, and sexual unambition and sexual unenterprise. And, be, and being sexually unenterprising. Just sexual fecklessness. And, uh... They're basically promoting, um... The unethical type of promiscuity. And, um... They were, like, teaching me how to kiss them. Like, well, if your mama can't teach you, then you can't learn it well from anybody. And there were some some there's a some women that raped me, they're like, I'm teaching you how to sexually please a woman. And that's what occurred. And this is all so disgusting beyond measure, beyond compare, just immeasurably disgusting. And, um... It was weird how the organized crime women would give me, um... these weird positive affirmations based out of criminal paranoia like I'm watching your back with you or you know we blocking out the phonies together just just shit like that so That was what I grew up in, against my will. And uh, it's time for me to conclude this episode because 
Everything about my life in that world has officially been completely told. Thank you.